Scrappy yams on the track. Yeah, yeah, Hey y'all, what's happening? What's good? Said lover. Come on, son. The podcast brought to you by cigarsinternational.com. Brought to you by cigarsinternational.com. Go there for all your cigar needs. You need a cutter, holder, any premium brand of cigar that you want. Cases, uh, travel cases. You know, if you're a cigar aficionado, if you're a cigar smoking, you want to travel, you need a case to carry your cigars in. Lighters, cutters, punchers. They got everything that you could possibly need for your cigars. Cigarsinternational.com. Okay? And you check out, put an ED10 off. ED10OFF. Get 10% off your entire purchase. Whatever you need. Cigarsinternational.com. Can handle it. Also locally here by Nissan South and Morrow, 6889 Jonesboro Road. Those are my people over there. Okay? Those are my people. They've been rocking with me, man, since I first started. Uh doing what I was doing on the radio here in Atlanta and everywhere else. They've been rocking with me, man. I done had like four different cars for them. I don't even pay for the joints. I appreciate Nissan South tomorrow, 6889 Jonesboro Road. You need a car for your kid, auntie, mama. Nissan's a good car. The new Maxima's hot to death. You know, they got the Armada platinum version with the TVs and the headrest and all that. So if you need a pre-owned, certified pre-owned used car, Whatever you need, they got it. And this is brought to you by them locally in Cigars International is my main title sponsor. And also by the memory of Combat Jack, who's always smiling down on me, who is the reason I podcast in the first place. So all you internets out there, let's keep uh, Combat Jack's memory and legacy alive for all you internets out there. And I was thinking about him the other day, and I was like, wow, you know, it really bothered me that... um, I'm getting to a place where this podcast is becoming pretty successful and we're getting ready to go to the next level with the podcast and he's not here for me to thank him properly. There was, you know, some stuff I wanted to give to him and it's because of him that I'm podcasting and he's not here anymore, which also leads me to tell you black men in America, please take better care of yourselves. Make sure that you go to the doctor. I don't know why we don't like to go to the doctor. And black men don't like to go to the doctor. Boy, your shit can be fucking hurting badly. And you will not take your ass to the doctor. Your wife, your mom, everybody, your daughters, daddy, you need to go to the doctor. You will not go to the doctor. And it could have been prevented if combat had gone to the doctor early enough. It could have been prevented. He just, by the time they found out that he had the cancer that he had, it was way into stage four. And there was really nothing else that left they could do for him. So please, make sure as you get older, we go get them colonoscopies. I know you hate to go have the doctor stick that finger up your booty. I know you hate it, because I hate it. I dread it. I got to do it every year. I got to get that rectal examination for prostate cancer. And you got to go get a colonoscopy. But for, you know what, for me is. What makes it cool is my wife has been doing gastroenterology for 25 years. So when I need to get a colonoscopy, it's my wife. That's the nurse and my primary doctor that does it. So I'm a little more comfortable than everybody else when they get it. And, fellas, I understand for a lot of you heterosexual males, your asshole is an exit and not an entrance. And I get it. Nothing goes up in there. 
You know, right? You don't even like a woman to play around with your asshole during sex, right? She be put a finger back there. You be like, whoa, whoa, ho, 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 ho. What kind of motherfucker do you think I am? Yeah, I, I understand it. You don't, you, you're not really feeling it like that. I dig it. I understand, but you have to get it done, especially in your late 40s. You have to go and get it done just to make sure that you are okay. And that's it's important. It's important for you. It's important for your family. It's important for the people that love you dearly, that don't want to lose you early. You know, to somebody that's 19, 18 years old, maybe even 17, maybe catch wind of this podcast, you're listening, and you're like, shit, that's old. 48 is not old, bro, and sister. Not old at all. Because if you in your 20s and you're listening, you're 28 right now, you hear this podcast, and I told you somebody passed away at 48, and you're saying to yourself, that's old. Imagine if God told you you got 20 years left. Imagine if we all had expiration dates. If you knew exactly what day you were going to die. Would you live your life differently? Would you take better care of yourself? So imagine that you know your expiration date and please just go get yourself all your internets out there to to uh say the words combat used to say all your internets out there go and get checked out. Ladies get checked out too. Please make sure that you go get you know get you know go get them, them what they call them breast exams uh mammograms. mammograms. Yeah. And, I, and I, the gynecologist. And and yeah, go to the gynecologist too, <laughs> please, all right? Because um you know, everything might not be right that you think is right, ladies. So go see a gynecologist. How, how often should women see a gynecologist? You're, you should go to, well, they just upped it. You're supposed to go now once a year. And women are to supposed the gyno? to. Yeah. Gyno right. once a year, physical once a year. And you're supposed to um, get a mammogram once you hit 35 now. It used okay. to be 40. Now it's 35. Now it's 35, ladies. So that tells you something right there, okay? So make sure you get your mammogram starting at 35. Make sure once a year you get a full physical. And make sure you go see your gynecologist. Okay. Once a year. Now, you may be seeing a pussyologist once okay. or twice a week. But they ain't got nothing to do with me. That's your personal life. Who, who you laying up with is your personal life. Okay. But make sure that you go see your gynecologist. Okay. Ladies, be an adult. Okay. You grown-ass woman, grown-ass man. Let's start acting a little more like we are adults. Let's start treating each other with respect and dignity and start acting like a little more like we grown, like we know what we're doing. So when you get a certain age, there's certain things that you got you should change. If you're doing the same thing at 35 that you were doing at 25, excuse me for being judgmental here, but it's something fucking wrong with you. Mm-hmm. And if you're doing the same things at 45 that you're doing at 35, there's something wrong with you. Now, a lot of y'all might be talking about this, that, and the third, okay? You might get on the gram and see, say something, say this, that, and the third, and this person is a hater, and that person is a hater, and I'm tired of people saying this, that, and the third about me. But you're going to get, honestly, what you put out there. And I've been on social media for a long time. Very rarely do I have to – it's usually my opinion that sparks a difference in opinion – with somebody else. But just general hate, rarely do I get that. Now every now and then I'll, you know, I'm a I'm a sneaker fanatic. I love sneakers. So every every now and then I'll put up a pair of classic sneakers that I like or a pair of J's that I just bought or something that I don't like. And then I'll get some young kid telling me, You too old for Jordans. Leave that shit to us. And I'll just put up a picture of me like in nineteen ninety 
and be like, okay, you think you cornered the market on Jordans? What the fuck was on my feet? This picture's from 1990. So you boy, go sit your ass down and be quiet. But I don't call them haters. A lot of y'all say you have a number of haters and people that hate on you. And I think a lot of it is because of what you're doing. What you put out there is what you're getting the feedback back from, and you can't have it both ways. You really can't. You can't post pictures and put them up on social media and not expect comments on them. That's why they have the comments. If you don't want the comments, turn your comments off so people can't comment. But you are really looking for You are really, really a, a, a social media whore because you really want the likes and you really want people to comment on them. And then you get mad when you get a negative comment. You can't have it. You can't. You, you really can't. You can't have it both ways. I, I saw a very popular porn star the other day put up a post on Twitter talking about how she was sick of the hate and sicker. Well, I haven't done porn in over 10 years, and people keep associating me with porn. I don't want to be associated with porn anymore. That's not what I do anymore. Granted, that's respect. I can respect that, but every picture you put up, you put up a picture of your tits or your ass. So what do you expect to get back from people? Like, honestly, y'all. If that's all you bank on, if that's what you do, and you still have a website where you're selling videos of your body and your and, and your tits and your ass and all of that, then that's what you're doing. That's the feedback that you're going to get. That's exactly what you're going to get. If every day you guys saw me, if every day I was on Facebook Live or Instagram Live or anything else, and I was doing a certain job, I do radio, I do podcasting, y'all know that. Y'all say, that's what Ed does. He does radio, he does podcasts and all that. Now, you see me do something else, I might tell you, listen, this is not all that I do. I'm also involved with this, that, and the third. And I expect you to respect that because I will respect the fact that you have more than one skill, that you can do other things. Like when I do stand-up and people end up having a good time, they always say, I didn't know you did stand-up. I say, it's only because you never saw me do stand-up before and you made, you know, you made an assumption that what I do on the radio is all that I do. And that's not all that I do. And I get granted for a lot of people. We have a lot of different interests. And just because you have one job, that doesn't mean that's all that you can do or what you're capable of doing. Understand that 100,000%. But what you present to people and what they see all the time is what they're going to assume that you do. That a drug dealer who goes out and sells drugs, right? I just watched this this great series of shows on Netflix called Dope. And it was they was talking about the, the drug world from every angle, from the angle of an addict, from the angle of the police, and they were interviewing drug dealers who had these, like, rags, you know, like rags tied around their face or whatever they had. Uh, so you couldn't tell who they were, you know, just concealing our identities. You couldn't tell who they were. And they explored the drug game. And every addict that they talked to did not deny that they were an addict. They knew they were an addict. Every drug dealer they talked to knew good and well what they were doing, the ups and downs and sideways of being a drug dealer. They knew the good part of it. They knew the bad part of it. Every cop that they spoke to knew the good side of being a cop, the possibilities of being killed by being a cop, what they were trying to do and what their goals were. Why do you act like you don't know what you're doing when you're posting pictures of your ass and your body on social media? 
you are selling sex because that's what you want people to react. That's what people's going to react to. Whether or not you actually are literally out there selling your body, and this goes for men and women, that's what people are going to react to. Dude, every time you stand up there and you got the crazy six-pack and you take your shirt off and you're flexing your biceps for the women to go crazy over, don't get mad when somebody comes on there and says something sideways. Don't get mad when you get attention from homosexuals. How, how are you going to do that? How are you going to get mad if another man finds you attractive? You can't take a picture, put it up, and go for ladies only. Nobody's paying attention to that shit, dude. When you expose yourself like that to social media, you're going to get comments from every walk of life. You're going to get comments from dudes that find you just as attractive as women do. And the women who are out there who are putting their body on social media, don't get mad when you get that kind of attention. Oh, the thirst is real. Who's thirsty? Are you the thirsty person? Or is the person who is talking about you or looking at you, are they the thirsty person? I saw a post where a guy uh, was talking, and he was like, no, I don't give a fuck what's in your bio. He's like, no, I'm not, I'm not a follower. I'm only looking at you because I'm a fucking pervert, and I'm horny. I don't give a fuck what you do. I don't, I'm not worried about what you do. I don't care about what the fuck you're trying to sell. None of that. That's all y'all trying to do. You're trying to use this in your social following to get yourself to the next level. But if it works out for you, that's fine. And, I'm, and, and it's great. It's great. If you're able to use your social following to get yourself to the next level, it's great. But you, don't, you can't complain about it at the same time. It's the same way as if I do a podcast and I say something that you guys don't agree with and then you write something to me expressing the fact that you don't agree with me, I can't say anything about it. I can't get mad. Like when I, when, when I was doing the Come On Son videos all the time, and I remember the first ones that I did, people were commenting under the video. It's like, you know, man, this, this fucking old-ass nigga, he don't know what the fuck he talking about. He need to shut the fuck up. Da-da-da-da-da. Who the fuck died and left Ed Lover president of the United States and all that? And my friend Nelson had put it up on distance50.com, and I was reading all the comments, and he was like, Ed, fuck them comments. They watched it. <laughs> 50,000 people watched this video. So I can't put my opinions out there and think that everyone is going to disagree with me. I can't show my penis on social media and think everybody's going to find it an absolutely gorgeous opinion. penis. I can't put my six-pack or lack thereof on social media and think everybody's going to find me super utterly attractive. There's going to be some negative comments, and if you don't want those negative comments, you got to stop doing it. There is no other way around it. you got to stop selling sex. My father used to always say, if... You put on the uniform, people's going to think that's what you do. If I walk around dressed like a military guy all the time, people are going to say, oh, you were in the military? And I can't turn around and say, who the fuck you think? What makes you think I was in the military? Do I look like a military person to you? And you're like, yeah, you got on a military uniform. If I put on a cop uniform and stand on the corner, somebody's going to think I'm a police officer sooner or later. If you put on a whore's outfit, we, how are we supposed to know you ain't a whore? You got the, clothes, you got the outfit on? You got the same thing on the prostitutes wear out on the strip. It's the same shit. So how am I not supposed to think 
that you a prostitute if you got the prostitute uniform on. So stop fucking complaining about everything. Every negative comment you get, somebody's not hating on you. We got to stop that. There's a difference between hate and not agreeing. Now everybody who don't agree with you is a hater? No, 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 no. They are not hating. They just don't They just don't agree. There's a lot of shit that I don't agree on. I'm not hating on it because it really don't affect me. I don't give a fuck. It don't affect me one way or another. I really don't. There's a lot of shit that comes on television that my wife might like, my daughter might like, my mother-in-law might like it. I don't hate on it. I just go watch another television show. They don't watch sports the way I watch sports, and I'd be damned if I'm going to sit around all day and watch all these damn judge shows. I'm not going to watch freaking not Jerry Springer. And I don't watch this shit. I know it's contrived. I know it's set up. I've been behind the scenes of how these shows work. And I know a lot of those people are just hired to do that. And they and people buy into it like it's the gospel truth. But it's not my cup of tea. But I'm not hating on it. If you hate on something, it's when you're really trying to stop it, period. Like you're trying to, you're trying to squash it. Like you're doing everything in your power to, to really, really hurt it. In one way or another. Who got that kind of energy to be thinking about you and your pictures on social media? And then y'all wonder why y'all get all these stalkers and all of this bullshit. It's the shit that you put out there. If you don't want it out there, you, you got to stop putting it out there. And that's the bottom line. If you don't want the feedback, you, you got to stop putting it out there. You really, really have to stop. Stop putting that shit out there into the atmosphere. Now, I hear a lot of people... They got on me. They got on me. Like a couple of people got on me on social media because there's a lot of people that like to jump on this, what I call a bandwagon of anything that they deem positive because they like somebody's image or like the work that somebody does or figures out a way to like them, right? Even though they don't know them personally. Now, I happen to be one person that knows Oprah Winfrey personally, has have a lot of interactions with Oprah Winfrey over the years. Matter of fact, unless she changed it, I got a number stored in my cell phone. I don't use it. I call New Year's and Christmas. Hey, Merry Christmas, oh. Happy New Year, oh. Little chat chat, I'm gone. I don't ask for shit. I don't do none of that dumb shit people want me to do. I don't, you need to be on the own network. That's her shit. I hate when people tell me what I need to be doing, matter of fact. You should go back to the, 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 the Yom TV Raps back. Really? Uh, no. But that being said, this whole Oprah for President movement, how did we complain about Donald Trump having no experience and being president, but Oprah having no experience and being president is okay? Because you like Oprah and you don't like Donald Trump, that's the dumbest shit I ever heard in my life. She has no experience. Now, if Oprah wants my vote for president, then hold an office first. Hold some kind of office. Run for councilman. Run for governor. Because you don't have the experience. Okay? You might have the common sense. I give her that. I don't think Oprah's going to get us into a goddamn nuclear war. But I do think that some of these political people around this country, I mean, around the world, because I got to think more on a global platform. 
lot of these people around the world might look at her and think that we're vulnerable because she doesn't have that experience. And I would love, I think she has the smarts. Oh, do I think she has the intelligence? Oh, absolutely. Do I think she's a great orator? Absolutely. But do I think she's ready to be the president of the United States? I'm not, not as much as I didn't think Donald Trump is ready to be the president of the United States. And that's for, and these are for totally different reasons because I do believe Oprah would try to instill programs that would be beneficial for the country as a whole. I think right now, the 45th president of the United States, Donald J. Trump, is trying to instill programs that are good for him and the people that he considers his constituency. But when I said that, when I said, nah, I don't think Oprah's ready to be president yet. Ah, fuck is you talking about? <laughs> no, 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 because my opinion differs from you. And then when I broke it down to one of my friends, he understood. He was like, do you have a better candidate? I was like, not right now. I don't. But I'm quite sure as these couple of years go by that somebody will begin to emerge that I could do a little research on. But I'm not just going to vote off of my off my feelings off, off who I like. If that's the fucking case. Right, then Ron Howard from president, right? I like Ron Howard. He was Opie back in the days when he was small. He was on Happy Days. Fucking love Happy Days. Okay? If that's the case, you're just going off of Oprah because she's Oprah. Like, you can't, in my opinion, this is just my opinion, folks. You can't base that on who you want to be the president of the United States because we already have one inexperienced person. Now, if you said Michelle Obama, now you're talking about some different shit. Okay? Now you're talking about a law professor. You're talking about somebody that has the White House experience, that watched what her husband went through, that kind of shit. Now you're talking about somebody. I would vote for Michelle Obama before I'd vote for Oprah Winfrey. And it's not personal. I love Oprah. I love her. I just don't want another unexperienced in government person in that office, at least not a person who didn't see it from that side. Would you Would you count on Ed Lover giving you scuba diver lessons just because you like me? I ain't never fucking scuba dive day in my life. Would you come to me and say, Ed Lover, teach me how to scuba dive so we could go and explore the Great Barrier Reef? I have no experience, but just because you fucking like me, I'm your scuba diving instructor? Would you get on a plane? Everyone listening to this show right now and these two ladies that are sitting in the studio while I record this would walk the fuck off a plane if you were flying from Atlanta, Georgia, to the Dominican Republic, and after we taxied off the off, away from the gate, you heard this. What's up, y'all? It's your man, Ed Lover, right here. Y'all be your pilot for the day. We're going to be flying at 30,000 feet. We should be at, you know, you know, we should be at DR like two and a half, three hours. Hennessy is all good right now. Plus, we're going to be coming around with sandwiches and shit like that. So y'all chill. Being DR on the touchdown. Yay, yay, come on, son. Y'all would be like, take this shit back to the game. Even if you thought that I didn't, even if you knew that you never knew that I took flight in school, you never knew that I was a real commercial. Like, if you never knew that I, just based on you liking me, would you let me fly you to DR? Hell fucking no. So why would you put the future of the country and your children and your grandparents and your mother and father, 
who may be approaching the age where they're going to need their Social Security to help them for the rest of their life. Why would you put that in the hands of a woman based on you like her talk shows and her Super Soul Sundays and, and the Tyler Perry joints that she put on her network? Why would you? Wouldn't you want somebody with experience? If you walked in to get, you saved $7,000, and you said, I want brand new veneers in my mouth. And you walked in, and my ass walked in there with a lab coat on to do your veneers. Would you let me do it? Hell no. So don't base your vote on the fact that you like somebody. Don't do it. I love Diddy. Diddy's not getting the Carolina Panthers. It's not going to happen. You know who's more qualified? Michael Jordan. He owns the Charlotte Bobcats. He's had a successful franchise. He knows how to run a team. Diddy knows how to run a record label. It's different than running a fucking a professional football team. You can tell by the way, by the things he said about halftime shows and music. What the fuck do they got to do with the Panthers, dude? It's not going to happen. It's not hate. I love him, but I don't. If I lived in North Carolina, I don't want Puff Daddy or Diddy owning the Carolina Panthers. I want a team that's going to win. I want somebody with some experience in sports and in sports management and ownership of a team. Somebody that's done that. It's not the same. Don't tell me, no, he's owned a big business before. No, it ain't the same shit as owning Ciroc. It's not. It's sports. It's not. So therefore, that's what I'm saying. You're going to run and vote for Oprah based on popularity. Get somebody in there with experience and start opening your ears up and listening to people from both sides of the coin. Because, ladies and gentlemen, there are some points where the Republicans make damn good sense. And there's some points where you'd be like, okay, what the fuck are they talking about? There's some programs that need to be tweaked. And there's some programs that need to not be touched because they serve the people. There's some people out there that believe everybody should pull themselves up on their own bootstraps and stop getting welfare. But there's sometimes in unemployment. Sometimes, shit, Chris can attest to this. We need that motherfucking unemployment. You know what I mean? There's sometimes we need this shit to, su- to survive sometimes. Because you've been doing something like I've been doing radio for so long now. I don't even know what I could ever even do different. Like, what the fuck am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? I'm going to do work for Spectrum? Install you you getting your cable installed and here I come. Oh, shit. I love it. Yeah, man, you know, ain't getting no radio job. I'm installing cable. If I had to do it, I will. But that's something that they would have to train me to do because I've been doing this thing for so much of my life. So you want to go with people that you trust. You probably wouldn't even, even if I came in and showed you my certificate and everything, and I work for Spectrum, you still would probably call Spectrum and like, yo, y'all got to send somebody else out here, man. <laughs> I can't have that love in here drilling holes in my wall and shit and running. Because you, it's not that you don't like me. It's just that you don't trust me enough or that I have enough experience to do it. And that's all I'm trying to say about this Oprah thing. We, I voted for Barack Obama because I thought he was the best man for the job and he had junior senator experience. He knew the ways of the government. That's why I voted for him, okay? 
Sometimes I tell people, I, I like to tell white people that I only voted for him because he's black, because it pisses them off. But I did my due diligence on who Barack Obama was before I voted for him. I knew why I wanted Hillary Clinton to be president, and I also knew why I didn't want Hillary Clinton to be president. I knew why my opinions were swayed one way or another on Donald J. Trump. I knew that. I knew why. Uh, either he was going to be a good candidate or a bad candidate. I I knew it. I knew it, and it's coming to fruition right now as we speak. I, You know, all, with all due respect to everybody out there who voted for him, and whoever you vote for is your business too. You know, but let's not... Let's not throw people under the bus because of who they wanted to be president. And, and let's not get to this point where we are now. We're at a point right now where we can't even have a dialogue with someone that has a difference of opinion that you have in this country. And that's that's retarded. That That is really, really sad. It's very sad that we can't agree to disagree. Everyone doesn't have to share your same opinion on politics. The people have a right to have voted for Donald Trump. That's what this country is all about. This is what everybody fought for. This is what women wanted. Women wanted the right to vote. This is what blacks wanted. Blacks wanted the right to vote. We wanted the right to vote for whichever candidate we wanted to vote for. If you black and you're a Democrat and you go talk to your friend and your friend said, nah, I voted for Donald Trump. You look at him like, oh, I can't. I've seen people, but I can't fuck with nobody who voted for Trump. Why? Because it doesn't coincide with what you wanted to do? That's not right. That That's what this is all about. People have their rights to do what they want to do. You have the right to love who you want to love. You have the right to vote for whoever you want to freaking vote for. And it's not somebody else's business. If you're that kind of person, if you wouldn't want to be my friend, if all my friends were Republican, and I was a Republican, which I am not. I'm an independent. If all my friends were Republican and I was a Republican and I didn't toe the Republican line and I vote decided to vote outside of what everybody else voted for, if you would stop being my friend because of that, then you weren't my friend to begin with. You can't judge people based on who they voted for because they voted for who they thought was the best candidate for the job. Point blank, simple. Let us learn to agree to disagree. Now, some of you might listen to this podcast and disagree with me and say, you're bugging, Ed. I'm voting for Oprah. Well, God bless you. Okay? That's your right. And it's also my right to say I want someone who's more qualified to be the president of the United States. Yeah, I like Oprah. Hell yeah, I've interviewed Oprah on the radio. Hell yeah. I got mentioned on Oprah's show. Yeah, Oprah's my people, but in that one, I will watch all her shows. I will absolutely support that. But it's my right to vote for who I want to vote for. Now, my, my mind might change within, between, by the time the next election come around. And the Republicans might put somebody back up there, and I might just say, shit, if Oprah run, let's just get this motherfucker out, and then we'll figure it out. Right? But I'm an independent, and that's the way I see things, man. Don't vote just on the fact of popularity, vote on who's the best person for the job. You wouldn't let me fly you to the Dominican Republic. Remember that, okay? Just remember that. You may wake up one day and be on a plane, and I may be the fucking pilot just because you like me. 
right, now get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. Y'all keep God first. Everything else will fall into place. I'll talk at you, with you, and about your ass. Next time, next week, right here on Come On Sunday Podcast, be good if you can't be good. Be careful if you can't be careful. Run for president, all right? Till the next time we ride together, slide together, laugh out loud together. Ed Lover, Baby Bucket, Chris, that came out of Paul is saying, God bless each and every one of y'all. Thank y'all for tuning us in and not tuning us out. Rest in peace once again, Combat Jack, you internets, okay? Remember that. We get the good shit, never the bullshit. It's Come On Sunday Podcast. Now get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. Get outside. This Ed Lover Podcast is being done in conjunction with Cigars International. Make sure you check out CigarsInternational.com for all your cigar needs. This episode of Come On Son, the podcast is produced and engineered by co-executive producers Kimana Paulus and Krista Hayes. Recorded at Mean Street Studios in downtown Atlanta, Georgia, this is an official Loudspeakers Network podcast.